Today's episode of The Teardown is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Teardown. My name is Jeff Cluck. I'm along with my coworker Jordan Bianchi here on The Athletic. And we are here, uh, not really a post-race podcast this week. This is more like the off-season versions because um, there was no uh, iRace this week, at least uh, on Fox, the cup version. Um, to talk about, uh, we weren't sure when we last left you whether there would be. Apparently there was some movement to get one and then it kind of dropped off and there was some pushback didn't happen so uh everybody kind of had a a chill week but there was some stuff to talk about so we will go over all that with you and um i guess the first thing jordan is uh it's easter weekend jordan and uh for for a guy who doesn't love some of the other holidays i'm so interested to know where you stand on the easter celebration Uh, taking away the religious component of it because we don't think we want to get into that I just think it's really weird that you've got, we celebrate a giant bunny breaking into your house and leaving you gifts and like you're supposed to hunt, you know, and find him around the house. It's like some, some scavenger hunt. It's just really a weird thing. I never got into that. Never understood it. We're supposed to explain to kids, hey, this giant big bunny broke into our house and left you something, but it's cool. I don't know. It just seems weird. Whatever. So it also, by the way, it's also like it's it's like also lying to the kids too. That you're you're this whole facade of like, like oh yeah, the Easter Bunny's real, and if you behave, he'll leave you something. Oh no, by the way, a couple years later, oh yeah, that whole thing we told you about the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. Yeah, we lied to you. So great lesson for the parents there, Jordan. Uh, I, I'm so you know every every time we talk, it just makes me more and more curious about your childhood. So. Uh. <laughs> There is not enough whiskey in the world for me to get into that. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I, I never asked you about your stance on Easter. We know now. Um, so we feel like you feel like Easter's weird. Christmas don't like and children, uh, maybe the bottom of everything. So, yeah, pretty much. Um, that sounds about right. Okay. So we're just compiling our list as we go along here. So, uh, how are yes. you going to explain to your kid about Easter? Like, what are you doing? You're like, hey, you know what? This bunny broke in and you left you something? Like, wh- explain this to me. I I haven't thought that that far down the road. <laughs> I mean, right now I'm trying to explain to her what different colors are. So, I mean, that's that's about as far as her understanding yeah. goes right. of things in some ways. So, um. She would be she would be very confused because she loves birds. So I think the egg thing would be confusing with uh, the bunny being involved. She loves birds and bunnies, but she knows that birds. Anyway, we've already gotten off track here. This is the <laughs> classic off weekend podcast. But we, like I said, we did have one race to talk about. Uh, at least that was one race that was televised, and that was the uh, IndyCar I race um, from Michigan, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. was involved. Um, Simon Pagano ends up winning that race scott mclaughlin second um so you had a indy 500 winner a bathurst 1000 winner and a daytona 500 winner on the podium for this i race um beginning of the race they all wrecked 
total mess. I thought, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing for everybody. Then, uh, you know, the first half of the race went on. I wasn't paying like too much attention because I was like, uh, I don't know what, what's going on here. It wasn't, you know, they did a single file restart. It wasn't the pack racing we were sort of promised, but then the end, you know, they got, they got spread out enough and, and it was, uh, interesting fuel mileage stuff. And I thought Dale jr. Was gonna have a chance to win there. So, uh, I, yeah, thought it was decent. What'd you think? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really entertaining. Um, I'll start with the first point you made. You know, you've got the Indy 500 winner. You've got the Australian Supercars champion. You've got Dale Earnhardt, a two-time Daytona 500 winner. You know, we kind of talked a few weeks ago about having like some kind of like IROC race. I think this was, in some respects, it kind of felt like that. I mean, you had three guys from three different disciplines, two of which who have never raced Indy cars on ovals before. Um, in Earnhardt's case, never at all. Um, I was entertained. I thought it was a really good race. Um, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it, it it had a lot of the elements of what I like to see IndyCar at Michigan and these high you know high bank super speedways. It, it, I was, was watching this and I'm like, this is taking me back to when IndyCar used to run Michigan, and I was thoroughly entertained. There was some good racing. There was some entertaining racing. There was a strategy element involved. I really enjoyed what I saw today. I thought IndyCar put on a great show and an example of what racing in its best form can be. I was really entertained. Obviously, the, the, the start of the race was a little bit of a, a mess, but you know what? That happens at Michigan in IndyCars. This looked like an IndyCar race we've seen at Michigan in the past, You know, referencing the 1996 US 500 when they all wrecked. So I was okay with that. These things happen. I liked what I saw today. I was, I was very entertained. Yeah, it was funny. Everybody, like, um, I think the US 500 even was trending on Twitter because so many people <laughs> brought it up after that. I'm serious. I think that was that actually happened. Um, but for me, um, not having followed um, any racing in 1996, I had no idea what people were talking about. And then they, I saw some of the, the clips that they showed on on Twitter and stuff. So I got the reference after that. Uh, but that was interesting how many people immediately thought of that because that's such a long time ago. But I guess it must have been a pretty famous open wheel moment. Again, exposing my ignorance here from not being a race fan growing up. But um, yeah, that. Uh, that was interesting. Um, now that did cause some controversy though, because, um, iRacing did not let them let the drivers who were involved in that, uh, rejoin the field. They were trying to speed it up. Um, so in the interest of the interest of the show, I guess, um, you know, like Scott Dixon among them apparently uh, were very upset that, uh, iRacing did not let them, um, rejoin the field and sort of do like a do over type thing, even though it looked like a cluster. So, um, one of those things where, you know, the, the crossover again from taking it seriously and this, you know, real world stuff and having a chance at it and practicing all week and, and wanting to do well. And then like sort of the entertainment value, I guess, crossing over again. But ultimately, I mean, what can you do? I guess, I guess they're in a tough spot. Yeah. And that's the one thing I would have liked to have seen is have everybody basically do what they did back in 1996, which is basically you know, let everybody go to a backup car and, and restart the race. And, you know, referencing the 1996 US 500, that was the first year of the open wheel split. And so instead of the, the big IndyCar teams running the Indy 500, they staged a separate race at Michigan International Speedway on the same day, starting at basically almost the same time as the Indy 500. And it was like their version of it. And, you know, this is supposed to be all the best drivers in open wheel racing. And they all wrecked on 
literally coming to the, the the green flag. So that that was the reference there. If people don't understand it, and you know, I would have liked to seen it. I want to see I want to see Scott Dixon in these things. I understand there's there's concerns about TV, you know, the TV window and everything, and not getting this too strung out like we've seen in some other races. But there has to be some kind of happy medium or a way to do it where you can kind of serve both interests because I think it's a better product when you have drivers like Scott Dixon involved. Yeah. So, um, there was other stuff on this week too. I mean, um, NBCSN had uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this short track challenge. And then FS1 had another one of the um, dirt races on world of outlaws race at Knoxville um, for iRacing. But, you know, for whatever reason, after the Bristol thing, uh, I, for, for whatever, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I kind of just like um, took a step back a little bit from the iRacing stuff this week. Um, you know, obviously would have covered it if there was a NASCAR race um, on, on Easter. But, um, you know, with the, the NBC stuff and, and, you know, just a few drivers in it, I, I just, I can't, I can't devote like every spare moment i feel like uh to watching some form of racing and you know it was also race week on nbcsn so they had all these old races i I did catch a couple of those um at least parts of them but gosh it seems like there's just a lot um on tv right now a lot uh on twitch a lot on twitter not just iRacing stuff but so much racing stuff Mm -hmm. content uh like it's hard to uh, there's like a lot of competition for our attention spans right now there is, and I was wondering about that. I mean, it, it, it is, it's a lot. Um, I, part of me wonders if there's going to be an oversaturation of just there's too much. I don't know what what's important. What do I need to be watching? Um, these races on NBC this week featured some really big names, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, etc. And it was like, do I need to be watching this? Is this, if I'm a casual fan, is this, is this you know, I, I could see why I'd be confused. of like, is this part of what I'm watching on Sunday? And I think it can all blend together. And I mean, like I said, even you know, you and I can look at this and be like, okay, wait, wait a second. What is this? And is this, is this too much? And I liked the races on NBC this week. I thought they were, how do I say this? Um, here's what I liked about those races. They were really clean races. It was some of the best eye racers out there. And the races reflected their ability where they were racing hard and there wasn't the, craziness or the silliness or whatever you we've kind of seen a few times and you could tell that these guys are the guys who are putting a lot of time into it and who are darn good at it and reflected that that said though here's what i didn't like about the races they didn't have enough car drivers in those things i mean they, they ran three races month you know was it monday tuesday wednesday then a championship on thursday and each of those races had like six or seven drivers and they would get kind of strung out a little bit and i just need more i need more of those guys out there at once and i'd like to see them all out there. I, I like the fact that NBC really showed these guys interacting and the banter and the in-car communication or the in-race communication between these guys was was great to hear and I wanted more of that. Um, so I liked what I saw, but I also could have made a few more tweaks about it as well. So it's interesting to see how this this goes going forward. But I, you know, I, I do wonder if people are going to be looking at this and going, "This is just too much. It's, it, I can't keep up." Yeah, um, I, I did see a lot of positive feedback from the uh, driver audio type stuff they were playing. Um, and I guess the NBC races weren't live, so they were, I don't mm-hmm. know if that helped them um, be able to sort of go back and, and put that overlay on of the audio yeah. maybe later. Um, but, 
Yeah, that's that's something that you know I, I saw a couple of the, the highlights from that too of like Kyle Busch calling the race from from behind, you know, like in third place. Yeah, and stuff. that was and that great. Was, was, that was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was trailing William Byron and I think it was Parker Kligerman. And I think they're at Rockingham. It was the first night, and it was great. Kyle was basically took over the broadcast of it, and it, he did a great job, phenomenal job of describing what was happening, really in depth. And I was like, "This is fantastic!" And kind of go back to your point is, NBC, you know, these races were recorded in advance, and so NBC, you know, they could take the audio, and if something was said that was, you know, inappropriate or you know, somebody swears, they can, you know, not air it or they can bleep it out if they really want to air it. So it kind of gave them a little bit more control of that. But it was great, though, because you got to hear things you don't necessarily hear. And that's that's what we've been talking about on this thing is I, I like seeing the driver's personalities. I like seeing it come out. I like seeing them in this environment because it's not something we really get to see before. Yeah. And I'm you know, I, I hope this doesn't come across as being negative at all, because um, I applaud everybody for trying to keep people entertained. But um I don't know. It just feels like I, I feel like a little weariness um, a bit, you know, when it when it started at Homestead and Texas and, you know, you have Dale Jr. out there again. You're like, oh, I get to see Dale Jr. race again and stuff. And, um, you know, people like that, Bobby Labonte, Biffle, you're like, oh, cool. They're racing against all these young guys. And, you know, it's this cool mix. And Jimmy Johnson in the IndyCar race the first week. And then there's just so much of it. And they're like in every race. You just, I don't know, it's just the novelty maybe wears off a little bit. It almost reminds me of um, when NASCAR, um, you know, went to the sort of 38 race, 36 plus mm-hmm. two schedule where it's just so, it's so much that it would almost be better if, you, you know, there was like, you want, you want to leave people wanting more. Yeah, um, less is more. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I get the, enter- the, the desire to entertain and all these other drivers making their own races right now, like. You have that replacements series that um, TJ mm-hmm. Majors um, yeah. and Kevin Hamlin put together. You have the races that um, Ryan Vargas did. You know the E E Truck Series Night in America. Mm-hmm. You have this uh, Monza race um, on Easter Sunday night that Landon Castle. I'm excited together. for that. By the way, I'm like really excited by that because I'm a I'm a racing historian i believe i like to refer myself as and they're gonna race at monza which is one of the most legendary tracks and you've got some pretty big names doing this i'm 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 really intrigued by this i'm i'm actually out of everything that's been going on this is this is something that i'm i'm really looking forward to well and we're we're obviously recording this before that this is um mm-hmm. that is happening sunday night but um yeah but you know the thing is jordan with that they're doing it sort of like uh not a joke but you know, they're doing 60 drivers, no damage, no cautions. Um, so it's just going to be complete chaos. Cars flipping out of, out of the park, getting reset. Yeah. Is it the Mon- Is it the old Monza course that they used to race in Formula One, which is like a hybrid oval road course, or is it the current the oval, layout? The oval, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I'm excited for this. Yeah. If, I mean, I, I've seen Landon's uh, Twitch stream a couple times with it and just... I mean, it's just craziness, right? It's just wacko, wacky stuff. But, um, but again, that's that's the fun of it. But it's just a, a different vibe than like the IndyCar I races and stuff. There's like, you know, they treat them very seriously and very straightforward. And as we talked about before on the podcast, not you know, there's no like comic relief and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just for me, maybe it's maybe all the I racing at this point is sort of hitting home. Just that, gosh, like we just, it's just, 
seems like we're so far from real racing getting back and it's just kind of mm-hmm. discouraging at times. I mean, I don't want to sure. like be a downer, but gosh, this is just, you know, we're right in the, in the middle of this whole thing and yeah. we just, uh, you know, it just, it, it almost seeing so much of the stuff now. And this is like the entertainment option for racing just makes me miss being at the track and being in the flow of things and stuff. So I don't know, maybe a little bit of a down week for me in that regard, but I'm not going to, you know, I hope people understand what I, where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to beat up on it. It's just, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a complaint about IRA. I think it's just the, the kind of about the situation and that, you know, this is kind of hitting home and it, like you said, we're kind of feels like we're in the middle of it and you really can't, doesn't feel like, and I feel like this too, is like, you really can't see an end in sight, you know, and you, you think maybe, something you know you, you can see an end of this soon but then it's like oh some other you know some other stuff happens around the country and you're like oh man this is this could be a while so it, it's it's hard it's 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 really hard because you know we don't know when you know we we hope it's memorial day weekend when nascar returns but we don't know you know we no one knows well let's talk about what what a return would look like um right now like let's say let's say memorial day weekend did happen and they tried to start it with the coke 600 um mm-hmm. First of all, to me, it's likely that you'll still have some sort of an order in North Carolina that you can't have mass gatherings. So that would rule mm-hmm. out fans, as we know. But I think it would also rule out a lot of the crew members, even if they got some sort yes. of exception to run. So, I think that having crew guys there, they, they would have to do something completely different or unorthodox or outside the box than maybe we've ever seen before. Let me, can I, let's talk about some things that I'm, I've had some conversations with people this week about the last couple of weeks about what a return might look like. And what you're saying about the crew guys is in fact, something that is seriously being considered where, what are the crew rosters right now? Like 13 or something like that, whatever, you know, whatever that number is. And that includes over the wall guys. The, what I'm hearing is that there is serious consideration for eliminating the over the wall guys. And right. No pit stops. You would have fixed pit stops, basically. So, you know, so basically, you know, there's no rush to change tires and put fuel in. And that would eliminate, what, five, six guys per team, which is, you know, if you start adding it up to, you know, 36 cars, that's that's quite a few people, um, which goes a long way to, you know, uh, getting back to racing because you'd have fewer people in the garage and it kind of alleviates a little bit of that concern. Also, on the same note, because you'd have fixed pit stops and everything, I you're not... It is unlikely, and how do I pray? How do I phrase this? Um, I don't. From what I'm hearing is, it, it, so Coca-Cola 600 is a 600 mile race. That may not be a 600 mile race. That may be a race that is a, a, a far shorter distance race because of the circumstances. Because this, this is a you know a set pit stop race, and obviously they don't want to be there any longer. NASCAR don't want to be there any longer than they need to. There's, there's talk of making this, you know, down to a, a more reasonable number where you can get in and out, um, without, you know, having to be a four or five hour race. And, the, and these are things are, these are actually things that are on the table right now. Right. These are things that are having to be considered and discussed. Um, yes. And I agree that, you know, and, and I think that's what people are going to have to be understanding of. Um, when NASCAR gets back, it's unlikely to look like the NASCAR we've been familiar with as recently as Phoenix um, a month ago or whatever, because um, they're going to have to cut the length of races just to, you know, for logistics, they're going to have to 
I mean, even if they're doing midweek stuff and, and double header mm-hmm. stuff, I mean, the, you know, like we're talking about with the pit stops, um, you know, it, it's just going to be so different. And, and I just hope that people are going to be understanding yeah. of the circumstances rather than being like, Oh, this is, that is so dumb. I can't believe they took away this away or, you know, um, yeah, no. because we should just be grateful to even have the opportunity to see anything if it happens. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, there's consideration of like, let's say it's a Wednesday night race. It, do you have qualifying? I mean, do you have just a practice, one practice session and then line them up by points? Do you just do like, you may not be able pr- to do anything. I mean, yeah, honestly. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you don't know. So, I mean, it, it's going to be very different. Can I, let me ask you this. This is, this is something I've kind of been wondering about. So if NASCAR, let's use the Coke 600 as an example. If it's a shorter race, which is fine, you know, short, shorter races happen because of weather all the time, whatever. But let's say there's no pit stops, you know, in the traditional form. Does that bother you at all? Does it, does it, because it, it's, does it affect the integrity of the regular season and the championship in your eyes at all? Or not a big, or is it a circumstance of you have to make do with what what the situation is and you just got to roll with it? To me, first of all, same for everybody. Um, you know, it's the same rules for everybody. So it doesn't favor one over the other. So if that's the case, um, I think that's fine. Second of all, I, like I said, I, I am so incredibly open right now to them doing anything that it takes to mm-hmm. uh, get these races in. I mean, you, you could tell me that they're going to they're gonna have a race at like a high school track, high school athletic track or something. That'd um, be cool. You know, whatever, whatever they have to do, like, it's fine because I, I just don't think that we can, re- you know, beggars cannot be choosers and we're all beggars right now for we're begging for to see racing. So whatever they have to do, um, I am, you know, suspending my, uh, you know, like again, I mean, imagine not that long ago when we're, we're getting all twisted up about stuff like the single lug nut thing or whatever. Well, we weren't, but you know, it was a topic, you know what I mean? Um, you know, people were getting upset and, you know, imagine I just like, that's just so irrelevant now. Like anything like that, who cares? I mean, if, what like like I said, well, I'm I am so all in on whatever they got to do. Just just the logistics involved. I'm not in those discussions, and I'll probably never know what a headache it is. So, I'm I'm yeah sure I'm fine, and I'll just be happy to see racing again. Honestly, yeah, no, I understand, and I actually think this is a really good opportunity for NASCAR to experiment a little bit with the understanding that. You, you have some flexibility here to do some different things because you, you have to. I mean, if you're doing a Wednesday night race somewhere, you 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 may have to have a shorter race. Maybe you don't do, and I, again, this is just, you know, this, you know maybe you don't do 500 laps at Martinsville. Maybe you do a 300 lap race. You just do, you try different things. And I think this is a really good opportunity for NASCAR to kind of break out of the, it's, it's willing to take risk. I think is not a bad thing here and to try new things and be daring. And having a 300 lap, you know, shorting, shortening races. Maybe you, you know, we we've heard about the pit stops, and that's coming to the the truck series this year, and the Xfinity series. And you know, maybe, let's see how this works on that Cup side. Let's let's just see what this looks like. Let's see what it's like with these guys don't practice and don't qualify, and they just line them up by points. I have an idea. Let's do it reverse. Let's put the guys who are really high up in points. Let's put them at the back of the field, and the guys who are not doing well this year at the front of the field. That would be a hell of a show on a Wednesday night. I'd be excited to watch that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd be, yeah, that'd be that'd be freaking awesome. 
Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And this is, I mean, if, if you ever have a license to, to try stuff, mm-hmm. it's right now. Um, and you know, maybe you find some stuff by, by doing this, we've all been yes. begging them to try different stuff for years. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe this is the time where they say, all right, we'll see how it works. And, and maybe they find that it, it didn't work or maybe find that it did. Um, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, why not try it right now? Um, you, you certainly have a good reason to, so, um, yeah, we'll just see. Well, um, Jordan, uh, just to recap the, was it a good race poll from Bristol? <laughs> um, Ouch. we, we both missed by quite a lot. We had been doing pretty yeah. good this year on yeah, was a mulligan. being fairly close, but we both overestimated it by at least 10% each. I think I had something like in the sixties, you were in the seventies and it ended up being like 53, 54%. So, um, yeah, that, that wasn't the best one. Um, but you know, next week when we talk to you guys, uh, it'll be a post-race podcast from Richmond. So that could be good. I mean, you're not going to have quite the same problems, um, that you did at Bristol as far as just one line and having nowhere to go and not being able to get out of the way with those guys. So I don't know. What do you think? You have optimistic at all for Richmond? I'm excited for Richmond. It's a good, it's a good track. It's, you know, they always say it's a, it's a a short track that races like a super speedway. So, you know, to your point, a little bit more spread out guys are on top of each other. You know, you don't have the high banking there. I I think it's, it's got a, it's, you have a better template to have a better race than what you had going into Bristol where everybody was kind of acknowledging that it could be a crash fest is which, which it ended up being. Yeah. Well, um, Gosh, I don't know. Any anything else that you want to? I guess I'll ask you. Did you uh, did you happen to watch any of the old races? You you have such a good memory for all this stuff. I don't. I mean, my my memory is is really not good on races at all. Old races, um, even ones I've been at. I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. Really? Oh, I forgot about that. Um, you so did you watch any I, of these? I I did, but you know what I did this week, and you're going to laugh and ridicule me. I okay. was up late more than once this week watching old IndyCar races. I watched the first three races from the 1995 IndyCar season. Don't ask me why. I don't have a reason. I just felt like that's a great year in IndyCar racing. Maybe the last great year, you know, those last great year before the split. But I just decided to go back and break those down and watch them. Okay, you said don't ask you why, but why? I mean, what what prompted that? I just... I don't really know. I just was like, ah, I'm gonna. I'm being kind of. I was excited for the IndyCar uh, i racing race, um, and I was like, I want to go back and just kind of flip. And I just picked that season because it was the last year before the split, and it was like that was when IndyCar was really at its apex, I believe, and it's just so good. And I was like, all right, so that's what I did. I just thought, well, what race do I watch? I'm like, well, I might as well start with the first race, and that's what I did. Jacksonville Nuve won, and then they went to Australia, and then they went to Phoenix, and good times. So wait, did when you were growing up, did you have more of a leaning toward the IndyCar stuff than NASCAR? Were you equal or did Both. you like NASCAR more? I watched it all. I mean, I used to get up. So if, I used to watch it all. I mean, I was obsessed with everything. And I'd re, and I, had, I, I was getting weekly magazines. I, I followed everything. IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula One. I mean, I was somebody that was... Formula One races back then were really early in the morning. I mean, they were on like 6 a.m., even earlier than they seem now. And I would always get up on a Sunday morning and... Uh, to watch on live. I mean, I just, that's who I was. I, I was just a nerd. Interesting. Well, that, no, I mean, uh, no wonder you have such a good database in, in your head for all these uh, races that have happened. Um, well, I can't let, I can't let us go here without uh, bringing up something that happened in our Q and a this week on the athletic. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we were doing a Q&A for subscribers, one hour where we answer everybody's questions. And I believe her name was Shannon H. Said that, you know, and people, I believe, have to use their real names on The Athletic to sign up. So I'm going to take it that it was actually Shannon H., whoever that is. And they said, Jordan, they said, I don't have it right in front of me, but they said, you know, they're a longtime fan of, of your work and uh, your knowledge of racing. They'd love to sit down and talk to you more about it sometime, maybe on a date, they said. So did you did you get to the bottom of who Shannon H. was or anything like that? I have not investigated any fur- I have not investigated any further. But I let's just say my bad boy charm and my in-depth reporting and analysis obviously is, uh, you know, some people find that attractive. I don't blame them. I don't, you know, it's just the way it is. It's not easy. <laughs> the bad boy charm plus the, uh, now, now is bad boy charm, is that included in like the, uh, the dislike of children and Christmas? Is that yeah, part of the bad I'm, boy I'm, charm? I'm a, I'm a grump, you know, I, you know, I don't like kids and I probably don't like you, but you know, that's who I am and take it or leave it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I always knew that was the case, Jordan. Um, all right. Well, 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 I, if anybody can investigate for us and find out who Shannon H was and if Shannon H was being serious, uh, please let us know. I mean, Jordan had already said on the last week's tweet up on Instagram that, uh, he's lonely. Did anybody message you this week to try to FaceTime you or anything? Nope. Zero. No. Zero, no one Come on, slid people. into my Help. DMs. There's nothing I'm, yeah, pretty much tells you my social status. Maybe Shannon H was watching this and she <laughs> was like, you know, hey, that guy, he doesn't have any anybody like to talk to, so I'll, I'll talk to him. And maybe that's how it got started. But all right, well, listen, do us all a favor and um, you guys reach out to Jordan. If you're bored, he's definitely bored. He's watching 1995 IndyCar like at all hours of the night. So certainly... He has time to talk to you, the listeners of the Teardown. So um, I expect by the t- next time we talk, I want to hear some good reports here, Jordan. You connecting I'll with keep, the listeners. I'll, uh, that's what I do. I just, you know, that's who I am. Okay. I'll keep you up to date. All right. Well, uh, we somehow made 30 minutes uh, on a podcast uh, where nothing really happened this week. So I'll take that. And um, <laughs> we'll say bye-bye for now. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time on The Tear Down.